0: The stuff that we find cool and interesting as nerds of color. I'm your host Maria, and I am joined by my co host Courtney. Hi, Eric. Good day, and Manira. Buzz buzz, was was, ant ant. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, if if Manero didn't give it away, um, and also if we didn't already say we were doing this, today we're going to be doing our review of the start of Marvel's Cinematic Universe's Phase 5 with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. But before we do that, Eric is going to give us some news. Let's go, Eric. News. Chop, chop. Buzz, buzz. News. Buzz,
1: buzz. Oh. Aunt,
2: aunt. Don't, don't chop, chop me. I'm a man. I'm a man with news to tell. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up.
3: News to tell?
2: Yep. Okay. Uh, We got the news earlier in the week that we're getting a sequel that I feel like was announced a long time ago and for the longest time has kind of just been sitting by the wayside but now it is apparently official. Uh, We're getting a sequel to the Will Smith version of the 2007 movie, I Am Legend, for some reason. Um,
4: You know the reason.
2: (laughs) Well, this one may also uh, may concern you, Courtney, as well, because it is not just Will Smith. It takes place decades after the original and will also be starring one Michael B. Jordan.
4: I'll be there! This is perfect there's no there needs to be no women because he has a hard time with them love scenes and i think it could just be him and the dog and just and that's it and
2: michael b jordan Mm
4: -hmm. no not will smith either no will smith's gone i guess i don't know
2: i don't know he's 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 back
4: what no i thought my will smith was gone and i thought michael b jordan was now the legend
2: Nope. Apparently, uh, Will Smith is involved in some form. So I don't know if maybe it's like a flashback or something. But Will Smith. Maybe is he's in just the a movie. producer. No, nope. it, it literally. I am Legend Two, starring Will Smith mm-hmm. and Michael B. Jordan.
4: Okay. Well, all right. Well, I'll be there. Yeah. They got fifteen dollars out of Courtney. So.
2: <laughs> well, maybe more. Maybe it's eighteen if they make you see it in like three D or something. I.
4: There, no one's going to make me see it in three D. He'll look just the same in regular.
2: <laughs> yeah good well, try. i mean it like i said it's been a while since the original 2007 uh which of course is a remake of the omega man um which is a remake of last man on earth and and various other uh forms of that same story but uh it's weird that it took this long because the original made something like 600 million worldwide so it was a success um and yeah I guess they were trying to find someone who was willing to make a sequel to a movie where the main character dies at the end. Spoilers.
1: Right. Who's Michael B. Jordan going to be? The kid? The kid I th- is... That's no, I,
4: I think, think he could be somebody. So at the end, you know how he, like, the camp, he, he's almost at the... Yeah, end. they find, the they find more survivors. Yeah. I think, you I think, think he'll he's be somebody. Camp? Mm-hmm. It has to be.
2: Yeah. yeah I that, wanted that... to know
1: more about the kid.
2: Don't really care about that kid. What kid?
1: Oh,
4: Okay. I don't even remember a child. There's a child today. It
2: was yeah, it was it was a the, mother the and lady. A son. Yeah. And it was um was it Alice Braga? Was the oh, was the woman? I don't
1: know the lady's name. I do apologize. I went strictly I, for Will Smith at that time.
2: I be, I want to say it was Alice Braga. Okay. I just remember a lot of bad storytelling and uh the unknown un un unneeded use of like uh was it Bob Marley songs?
4: Don't worry. Mhm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, it was Alice Braga. Okay. Yeah. You don't she like Bob having... Marley,
1: do you? <laughs>
2: I, I I don't dislike Bob Marley. I just feel like it was a really lazy storytelling thing for him to be like, "Yeah, this is how I survive," and I'm gonna put on Bob Marley. Like, didn't really? his son-
4: didn't his daughter like it? I thought it was connected to like yes, his his previous yeah. life as a family yeah. man and father.
2: It was, but it's it's been a decade since the outbreak. Like, get a new song.
1: Wowzer.
2: Or play something else along with that song. Like, there's a whole album there. You don't have to just, like, did you just get the single?
1: It was his daughter's favorite song, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay.
2: Anyway, uh, in sad news, we did find out this week that George T. Miller, um, and not to be confused with George Miller, the other Australian director, George Miller, the director of uh, the Mad Max series, as well as Happy Feet and 3,000 Years of Longing, this is George T. Miller, uh, the other Australian director who directed The Man from Snowy River and uh, The NeverEnding Story 2. He has died at 79.
4: That is not the sad people died news that I thought you were going to say. And so I gave that Oh, But I'm so sorry to that man. I don't know who he is, but may you rest in peace.
2: <laughs> did you did you have another death that I may have, have overlooked? Yeah. The most
4: important one, Richard Belzer from Law & Order. Detective oh, yeah, Munch, that, uh, it really hurt me.
2: That that Yeah, that was today, Detective Munch of Law & Order. Um, yeah, that that's a sad one.
4: And Homicide Life on the Street. Mm-hmm. Real OG's note.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, he, he's on Law & Order Special Victims, or was it not? Is it, is it SVU it, is he's on? Yes,
4: on? it was SVU. Mm-hmm. But he was yeah. also on... But he started um, off on Homicide.
2: But, well, homicide
1: my mom told me... Streets.
4: Streets. That he actually started as a comedian. Didn't know Yes. That. I found yeah. that out the other day when I looked him up after I had to make sure that he had indeed passed away and it wasn't like some fake shit like they like to do.
2: No. Uh, he's he's also, he has played the character of, uh, of John Munch on a couple of other shows, comedies as well, including 30 Rock and the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which if you didn't know, there you go.
4: No, you also he and henry winkler are cousins i learned that just now
2: he and henry winkler what cousins are oh, they i didn't know they were did not well. know that there you go courtney in there and dropping the uh the knowledge bombs on you um but yeah he unfortunately passed uh did they say what it was was it cancer he's
1: he would been dealing with a lot of me- uh, medical medical issues. problems yeah
2: yeah um Also if you, if you didn't know, he'd been in a couple of episodes of Miami Vice and he was also in uh, Scarface.
1: That makes sense.
2: Yep like the orig- well not the original, but the 1983 scarface. Yeah. so that's sad. Uh, moving along to more sad news. Um, this one more so sad news for myself and fans of the series. We are getting a another reboot of the Hellboy franchise in film. Uh, if you don't remember the 2019 version by Neil Marshall, good for you. It's not great. Um, it felt like a waste of the Hellboy lore. It felt like a waste of uh, of, of Hopper from Stranger Things because he was pretty good <laughs> in the character. It's just the movie's not great. Uh, also a waste of Ian McShane as, uh, as Dr. Broom.
1: He liked it. We watched his um, Hellboy, not his Hellboy. We watched his um, his showing of his house uh, with Liz, with uh, Lucy Allen. Digest. Thank hmm.
4: you, and he he enjoyed himself.
2: Uh, I don't doubt that. Uh, this. Air new said one, the
4: movie was shit, though.
2: It was <laughs> pretty was, bad. It
4: was. It was not good.
2: And they did the, <laughs> like they were trying to build out their own little interconnected universe, universe which. <laughs> Yeah, stop. which makes sense. I want them to in, stop.
4: I want you to stop in, feeling like you need to build a universe every time you make a fucking movie. Sometimes just let a movie be yeah. a fucking movie. Goddamn.
2: Let let the <laughs> first one succeed and then if it's good and people enjoy it. Because there are a lot of other characters in the Hellboy universe. Like they they went as far as bringing in uh, side characters like Lobster Johnson and some of the other little known BPRD members. Um Including, what is it, Daniel, Daniel Dae Kim uh, played, I forget which character he plays, but he basically plays a man who turns into a tiger (coughs) or a leopard. And I I appreciate them finally giving some of these lesser known characters love, but the movie itself was just bad. Mm. Um, This new version will be directed by uh, Brian Taylor. If you are unaware of Brian Taylor's films, he was part of the duo of directors, Neville Dean and Taylor who brought us such amazing early 2000s hits as uh, Crank and Crank 2 with Jason Statham uh, as well as Gamer. And the... um, I want to say they did one of the Ghost Rider films. I think it was the second one. None of this sounds like a good idea. That's
0: it.
2: It does not. And I'm very sad. Yeah. Well, right now, they're apparently going to be following the uh, comic Hellboy the Crooked Man, which was uh, one of the... The storylines from 2008. So, no word yet on who will be playing Hellboy um, or if they'll be bringing back David Harbour, but uh, apparently the announcement of who's going to be taking the role should be, you know, within the, the coming weeks. So, who yeah. to that. Um, this one is a little weird one. Uh, apparently... Netflix, who owns the rights to Arrested Development, the um, the Jason Bateman show, also featuring Will Arnett and uh, Portia de Rossi, will be leaving Netflix on March 14th. Which is weird because uh, after Fox canceled it after the third season, Netflix renewed it for two more seasons for four and five, which were weird to say the least. The, the just the way that the show ran and them trying to, to do a lot with the, the, you know, picking up the story basically the next day, even though close to a decade had passed. So um, it's, it's very weird. And right now there's no word as to where it's moving. Um, but the, the word on the streets is that it, it might be going to Paramount Plus. Mm. Which I don't understand that either because I, I don't. They, they would have been on Fox for the first three seasons. I don't know who owns the rights to any of that. But the the thing, if you go to Netflix right now and you go to watch Arrested Development, it literally has a banner on there that says the last day to watch on Netflix is March fourteenth. Oh wow! Yeah. So that's strange, and uh, we're
1: in a weird time.
2: It is. It is a very weird time if you're a fan of like shows that haven't been on the air for a while or you just don't know their fate. The The only thing that this could lead to is that um, possibly, like right now, you can watch the first three seasons of Arrested Development on Netflix, but also on Hulu. So maybe it'll go to Hulu or Disney Plus, who knows? Like maybe they finally bought out the rights from Netflix to keep those additional two seasons that were filmed.
4: Doesn't Disney own 20th Century Fox? They do. Maybe it's just going to go so, to Hulu. So yeah,
2: that, that also makes sense, yeah. Hulu or Disney Plus and they just didn't want to pay Netflix anymore. So.
1: Stop taking things if you're not going to do with anything with the things that you have. Do you guys watch yeah. that show? No. I, I I mean, I watched the first three seasons but I'm talking about like they saved the Orville. I'm circling back. They saved the or- <laughs> Orville but they they haven't done anything with it. And like when people ask, they're like mm-hmm. Hmm, who knows? Mysteries. Like <laughs> Yeah, do something with the things that you have. I don't know. Yeah.
4: Do you have bad feelings about the Orville? Me? I do. do.
2: It's been a while since that last season ended and we've heard nothing.
4: And they keep giving these little coy-ass answers. And I, I just feel like you're playing a lot of games.
2: Yeah. I don't like that. I do not also. Uh, we did get the uh, the news from Feige himself that, uh, well, we, we, we talked about it last week that Blade is still coming and that uh, Mahershala Ali is still playing the role and all that stuff is still well and good. But we did also get the news that um, Marvel's Phase 5, which we're talking about today because Phase 4 was, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is the start of Phase 5. Phase Mm 4 ended with uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, Phase 5 will end with the, uh, unofficially because we know that there's an Avengers movie at the end of Phase Mm 5. But Phase 5 will end on a normal storytelling note with the Thunderbolts film. He's Uh, been very
1: chatty lately.
2: Yeah. Well, they have to be. Like I mentioned last week about the, the weird investor war going on and like them having to cut costs and a lot of people getting fired and things moving around and him mentioning how, you know, they have a quality a quantity over quality thing going on with the shows on Disney Plus. So you know, I think he, he has to go out there and calm people down and remind them that the big name projects are still coming and that they're working behind the scenes. but you yeah. know, some changes, changes are happening. Some for the good, some for the bad. But yeah. Uh, and lastly, unless you guys have anything else, uh, we did get the news that Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is uh, it's at 120 million over the President's Day weekend, so over the three-day weekend, and that's just domestic, which is pretty good. That's about what they were expecting. Um. Yeah. Okay. But it it hasn't made as much globally. It's it's at about 225 million. It hasn't made as much um, in China as they were expecting, which is weird because there's nothing
4: controversial for China.
2: Yeah, there's nothing yeah. controversial that China would be mad about and just be like, no, you can't play it here. So um, who it knows? Maybe they're, yeah, maybe they're just like, well, I don't care about these white people. Maybe. Maybe,
4: maybe they're like, this movie was meh. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but
2: just... yeah, that is all my news. Unless you guys got anything that I might have missed.
1: Mm. Not that I can No, I don't of. think Negative so. Charlie.
2: Yeah, I, I
0: think it's a good segue right into it. <clears throat> Excuse me, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. We all saw it over the extended weekend, and now we're going to tell you guys what we thought about it. So let's just jump right in. Um, I just saw it literally right before we started recording, so I'm still processing to a certain extent. But I'm I'm pretty sure everybody had something that they liked or multiple things that they liked about it. So let's start with the good. What did you guys like about it?
2: Uh, just to just to be sure you also stayed for the uh two post-credit scenes, right? I
0: did. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. Just oh, hey.
2: Sure. some some <laughs> folks lately are like, "Oh, I walked out. I thought it was just the one at the end of the the big titles and not, you know, Listen, after just the people." Wait till who the lights actually, come do the work. Off,
4: honestly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Mood, yeah. I think, before anyone proceeds, it's spoiler time. So if you didn't watch it, we're about Thank to spoil the shit again. out of it.
2: Uh, <laughs> it. We're about to spoil it. So after the music, get ready for spoils. Da, 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 music.
4: On that note, Jonathan Majors, I think he's the only thing that saved this movie for me. I think I, oh, wait, we didn't get to talk, we're not talking about the bad stuff. Um, Jonathan Majors, it was lovely. I think it was like a lovely, like visually, it was very pretty. I think some of the special effects were a little clunky, but I feel like the like, the quantum realm is like very pretty. Like, colors are a vibe. Um, The layer that you got to, the layer that we got to. mm Mm-hmm. That one portion of Quantum, I should say. Mm. Um, Yeah. That's it for me. Oh, and um, William Jackson Harper. But criminally not enough. So. And that's that's those were my wins. All right, Veneer, what about
1: you? Um, Paul Rudd is always a win. So I think Paul Rudd. Did the Lord's work. Um, I like what Michelle Pfeiffer did. I will circle back and talk about some things in the bad, but I liked what Michelle Pfeiffer did. Um, John, I mean, Jonathan Majors, like he really gets that Kang has to be different people and he is really doing different people because he was completely different from he who remains and completely different from the three that we saw after the fact. Um, And the quiet like rage that was there. That was, that was really nice. Um, I like the quantum realm people. I wanted more of them. If if we are going to have quantum realm people, then I wanted I wanted a little bit more of them. Um, and Cheaty, like again, wanted more for Cheedy. Eric and I had a theory, it, and it wasn't that at all. <laughs> and I think that that's a little sad as well. But um, yeah, those are and the quantum realm is really beautiful. Like you said, it is it is very beautiful. Um, and I can't wait to delve in deeper, i guess, but yeah, no, that is
0: that is it. what about you Eric?
2: yeah no i um and to not to spoil it because if you've gone this far you've you've been spoiled. my theory was that um william jackson harper a k a cheaty from uh from the good place a k a Uh, I forget what his name was in this movie, but he was the, the telepath, uh, Quaz who could read people's minds. Mm -hmm. Um, my theory was that he is, if you don't know, I'll give you some Kang backstory. Kang is a time traveler traveler from like the 30th century and he exists on multiple planes of, uh, of existence. Um, and there's dozens and dozens and dozens of variants. Again, if you watched all the way to the very, very end, um, he is in every universe a descendant of reed richards um and my theory was that reed richards also has multiple variants across the multiverse that william jackson harper would be playing reed richards because i thought he would make a really good mr fantastic even and though I we've, enjoyed we've seen that immensely yeah we've seen john krasinski as mr fantastic in in um doctor strange but At the same time, we also know that there are variants, and the variants don't always look the same. Look at the Peter Parkers that we saw in No Way Home. There's three different Peter Parkers from three different universes, and they all look different. So that was my big hope, was that that would be the, the big reveal that, you know, Reed Richards or a variant of Reed Richards was down in the quantum realm. And it didn't come true, but... I still love William Jackson Harper in the role. I I thought he, uh, you know, he usually plays kind of the straight man Mm -hmm. and, you know, same here. He, even when he witnesses some weird things, he kind of keeps a a sane face and having that power of always being able to read people's minds can't be fun. Um, I love William Jackson Harper. I enjoyed a lot of the visuals here. Um, especially some of the, the, like the, the look of the quantum realm, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to, like, no one has mentioned it. MODOK. Fucking love MODOK. I like what they did with him here because his, his, it's a different origin than we get, we get in the comic. But it made sense. Like, they found a way to take this character and make him make sense within the MCU without making it seem too dumb or explaining the reasons why his arms and legs are like that or, the you know, how he got the technology to, to become MODOK. Um, so but I was really happy was... with that.
1: Sorry, I want to circle back to that. You didn't think he was too like slapsticky? Like it was no. not.
4: It was giving very much Hayuk, and right. Darren, like but it. Darren
1: wasn't that in the first um, in the first Ant Man. Like he's smart. He's no, a smart he was. Man. Yeah,
2: I, I, I. But I feel like they're playing off of the uh, the things that we've seen. Modoc recently has become less of a, a terrifying villain and more of kind of a joke villain. Um, even so far as the, the Patton Oswald show that only did a, a mm-hmm. season on Netflix that was amazing. The Modoc show. Oh, uh, not on so Netflix, good. but on Hulu. Yeah. Really funny. And a lot of people, I was surprised when they, when they said that they were going to have Modoc. I was like, okay, well, can we bring in Patton Oswalt oh, again, okay. who has been in the, in the MCU in multiple roles, but like, why not just bring him in to play the character? Um, well, but, I do yeah.
4: like that they
1: did use Darren. Like, I, do I like, like that, that they, they
2: used that. him and that yeah. they didn't throw away the character and that, um, when it came time for Mm -hmm. for cassie to fight him because she mentioned in the beginning of the building that in the beginning of the movie that you know hey a a man in a in a b costume tried to kill me when i was six um i thought that was a good throwback and i was like oh okay they're just mentioning darren and then when they finally get to the quantum realm and they reveal who who modok is and how he got like that i was like okay that tracks that makes sense we didn't see anything of darren in the second movie there wasn't no revenge arc um and wasn't no <laughs> um, yeah it just Sorry. made sense and I thought it worked really well and it's one of the things that I really enjoy because I'm a fan of MODOK it, it, like I literally have a MODOK portrait on my wall but the one here is MODOK uh, you know metal organism designed only for karate and he's doing like a karate kick with his jet his jetpack.
1: you chuckled um, when they when they said he's sending um, the killing machine yeah you were like haha that's how they oh they did the thing. Yeah, as
2: soon as as yeah, as soon as what's the name uh, Bill Murray mentioned it, I was like, oh, that's that's Modoc. No one else got that. Nobody. I was looking around. I was like, nobody. It's an acronym, guys. Modoc. Eric
4: sat next D- to Courtney. in your head. And Courtney was like, yeah. I
2: sat next to Courtney and then two other random women who were too busy talking about the nachos. And I was like, it's Modoc, guys. God. Those Courtney, nothing? Like a, right. Wrong Courtney audience. was
1: like, no. Courtney was like, this
4: magnifying glass It's tiny. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. playing with that teeny tiny She
2: magnifying. was like, yeah, whatever. Shut up. My mozzarella sticks. <laughs> For real. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I, I'll I, get into some of the things that I didn't enjoy and why, but I also enjoyed the, the thing with the ants when they go down there. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Jonathan Major's, you know, acting through his nostrils, but like doing it very well. Rude. And being Jonathan Rude. Major's like Listen, different versions of Jonathan Major's. But
4: like it Major's. was good, the nose is working overtime. What's yeah. that man's, those are those man's features. How no, fucking different. I don't no, think no, no. the features it's are not bad.
0: Features. I'm
4: just saying, about the like, features. he acts it with the about entire how... face. Yeah, like right. it's not it's, just
1: it's about
0: what... how he has trained those nostrils to like move a certain <laughs> way. <laughs>
2: But it works really well in those moments when, like, he gets legitimately
1: angry. angry. Yeah, Yeah. they do flare up like a lot because he goes from
2: being, yeah, at at point at times he goes from being the Mister Know It All Kang Mm -hmm. to like, fuck this, I'm going to destroy everyone. torch this, I'm
1: so tired of you guys. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and in that in those moments, it really works that you know his nostrils flare out like that, and he seems genuinely threatening. You're wild, so yeah uh, like i said there's a lot more that'll probably come to me as we can continue talking through this but like
0: i mean listen yeah, they, i'm glad that eric said it because that was pretty much my only good was jonathan majors and them nostrils doing the lord's work bringing right. all those kangs to life he was he is fantastic in the role i think he showed again why it was an excellent casting um and yeah, yeah because that's... he's
2: not playing he's not playing the same character no. that he he wasn't mm-hmm. playing he who remains like they seem like two entirely mm-hmm. different people mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and then when you get to the cutscenes later on we see him not once but twice mm-hmm. again giving us several other versions of Kang. so mm-hmm. I, I think that that for me was what I liked the most by far uh, I also enjoyed the Modoc call out although for me, I was like, okay, but but Peyton Oswald was right there, and he was so good on the show. Patton. I liked how he looked. I mean, Patton, I said Peyton. Uh, Patton Oswald, he's right there. He was great on the show. Not sure why they decided to kind of character switch, but it's cool. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's it. That's all I liked. So, with that, uh, do we want to get into... Some of the things that we feel could have been cut didn't make sense, weren't addressed, whatever it may be. Yeah, baby, let's do this shit.
1: I'll go first. Please, I'll go first. First things first, Cassie. Don't like her. Um, don't oh, she's terrible. Why, don't understand why we got this this fat face girl. Yeah, this is
2: this is our third Cassie because it's not the same girl from no. the end of Endgame, and, and, it's not and the, we the girl why? from. Yeah, and it's not like she—they wanted a younger actress because she's actually older than the actress who played her at the end of Endgame. Um, and I thought they could have just brought back the girl from the original movie, uh, the original two movies, because she is like 16 now. So if you are, you want someone to play a 16-year-old, maybe cast a 16-year-old.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't believe. Again, I don't believe her, and I don't believe that she lost time with her with her father like i don't know i don't i don't believe it i don't really like the cassie that she's playing and i don't know why honestly but it just rubs me the wrong way and i like the actress i like her in um a lot of the other things that she's been in i just don't like her as cassie um i don't know why we had bill murray i oh. he was there well- for a chuckle and being sinister I'd, and being evil to creatures I don't I don't know why we had to do that um and I don't know why they suckered out in making not putting Janet and Kang together mm. I feel like Janet no I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer and Jonathan Majors had a lot of chemistry from just sitting there and talking about what they want to do when they get off Uh, out of the quantum realm i want to see her hiding behind things and moving behind things and then finding out that she had a love affair with kang it did not work out once she figured out that he was conquering and butchering and killing any and everything in his wake she then had they had a lover squirrel a, a quarrel and he has been trying to find her ever fucking since like can you imagine if we found all of that out? And then when he met, like when Wasp finally came and we met her, he still turned to her and said, hello, Jellybean, how creepy that shit would be. So fucking creepy. I don't know why they didn't do that. And I really wish they, sh- I really wish they had. Like, I guess maybe because he's not age appropriate, but I still think it would have been, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like I thought it would have been good. Um I don't really like Scott and Hope's like relationship. I don't really find
4: them to be ideal. Is that weird? No, because they don't have any fucking chemistry. Okay, zero. I thought it was they act like siblings. Yeah. It's weird. I, I mean, not...
1: I th- like I bought it and I bought it in the first Ant Man, but I haven't been buying it since. I don't buy it. I didn't buy it in the second one. I don't buy it in this one at all. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wish that they had, I don't know that the whole family needed to come. I wish that it had just been um, Scott and Janet sucked into the quantum realm. And then Janet imparting all this wisdom and backstory about herself to Scott. And the quantum realm people. Like, I know that I said I like them, but... mm. Do I really? I don't know. You're like if they're, know be, if, if they're How? gonna be if they're gonna be more detail. right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm good as soon Oh, and Modok. I don't like that they made him uh slapstick funny. I wanted I wanted him to be frightening. Now, I mean with the way that it shook out, we'll probably being that we have multiverses, we'll probably meet the really creepy one. Um, but I don't I don't like that he was slapstick funny. I don't like that. And that's it, I think.
4: All right, Courtney, what about you? The reason why you can't get Kang and Michelle Pfeiffer is racism. I think it's fully based around race. It might be. But that's just me. Um, I don't like the way that Modoc looks, but I don't have a horse in this race because I don't know anything about him. I just visually, I just don't like the way that it, it looks. His face is scary and I don't like his tiny legs.
2: He's, he's- it's pretty comic that's accurate. That's how you supposed it's, to look. Yeah. yeah. Well. It's, yeah, it's very accurate.
4: <laughs> I don't like it. It's not for me. I don't have... Like I said, I don't have a horse in this race. I don't know anything about it. I don't know a lot about if, that. If
2: anything, if anything, him having a mask is not comic accurate. Like the little deployable metal uh, whoa, mask. Whoa, 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 that, that's whoa, whoa. not from the comic.
4: Um, What else did I not like? Um, Not enough screen time for William J. Harper. Just not enough for me. Yeah. Like, don't... Because I feel like they almost used him as bait for this. They did. And, mm-hmm. like, for you to get less than 10 minutes screen time combined, I just, I don't know. That just rubbed me the wrong yeah. way. I'm like, well, there was no point. Like, you could have just put, insert any, literally any other, like, actor from the Screen Actors Guild and he could have done that part. So, to yeah. me, I'm just like, this was a waste. Um, well, wait, do we have a
1: telepath? No. No. Okay, so he's, I mean, he's the first, so obviously he'll be back, but, no, to your point, I do, he, they should have utilized him a little bit more.
4: Or for something else, like, this was just, why? I just want to know why. Like, is there a bigger picture here that I'm not seeing? I don't know. Um, What else just didn't work for me? Um, Piggybacking off Manira, didn't need Bill Murray, didn't need, I don't like... Who plays the Wasp? Not Evangeline Lily. Is that her name? Michelle Pfeiffer. No.
2: Well, yeah, no, Evangeline Lily. You're at the right one. The okay. Yeah.
4: I don't like her. I just, I don't like her. I don't care. <laughs> I, she was crying about her mom. I don't give a shit. I'm so sorry. But, like, I just don't even... First of all, Michelle Pfeiffer looks younger than her. And I don't... I don't know what it You're is. You're not wrong. You're not There's wrong. There's something about... Okay, I can forgive... I shouldn't say I can forgive, because I can't... I shouldn't judge her based off of her looks, but there's just something, even in the way that they interacted with each other, they are not acting like mother and daughter, they're acting like peers. And I don't feel mm. like she is a woman who is still hurting over the fact that, like, she just got her mother back, like, 30 years later or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah. feel it. And so, like, I have a difficult time caring about this relationship. I have a difficult time giving a shit. Um, Do you
1: think it would have been better had we not have seen so much of Hope, like, trying to save the world, but, like, we see Hope, like, spending time with Janet, like, in different um, vignettes, having her, like, cooking with her mom or Scott saying, like, and Hope has spent, like, every, every hour with her mom, like, trying to just soak up, you know. No, because I don't think she she was like
4: that. I don't I don't get a, like, uh, matronly vibe from her, you know what I mean? Or, like, a child that, like, wants their mom. Like, they've said that she wants her mom, but she doesn't act like she wants her mom. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's almost like she's, like, learned to live without her, and so now she's just trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I live with this lady? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't feel it. I don't feel the connection that I think that they're supposed to have.
2: That is kind of exactly what she's doing, though, because remember, she disappeared when she was, like, seven. And then she came back when she was, you know, plus, whatever,
4: working, is make, Well, it's fucking working because just... it's making me think you don't give a shit about your mother, which is fine. But like, then don't try to, you know, be like, mom, mom, like your peers at this point. I don't know. It just really doesn't do it for me. I think I just maybe don't like her either. So that's also not helping her case. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. Um, and honestly, I feel like I could have waited, like this could have been on Disney Plus. I don't know that I needed to like go to the movie theater to see this. I guess I don't feel like there was any sense of like, wow, this was a movie that really like a standout movie in like the Marvel like cinematic universe. I feel like it moved the story along, but moved the story along just as much as like an episode of, like, one of the shows would have. Does that make sense? I don't know that I needed to see this in the theater, personally. It did hype me up for Loki. That's about the only thing it gave me.
1: Oh, forgot about that.
4: Yeah. I'm
1: upset that, yeah, I'm upset that we got that and then I couldn't go home and watch an episode of Loki. That is what I'm upset about. You can shake your head all you yeah. want to. I don't care. Alright, Eric, shake what, is, what we were
0: you... <laughs> was there anything that you didn't like?
2: Um, I mean, I liked more than I disliked. Uh, I disliked Bill Murray as as Lord Kryler. Um, I, I, one, Bill Murray's very hit or miss for me. Um, two, like his character is a very very, very obscure Marvel character, like in the comics, but at the same time, like showing him in the trailer was just getting people who like Bill Murray into the into the seats because he's in the movie for 5 minutes and he makes no difference to the story. Um he, kinda he and William the, J the Harper classic. have
4: the same amount of screen time.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, I take his his role out entirely and give those extra 5 minutes to to William J uh, William Jackson Harper. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I just it, It's something about him and I agree 100% with Minera that like take him out of the role like they established that she was not entirely faithful while she was down in the quantum realm and she didn't know she was coming back home she doesn't know how long it's been um i think emotionally it would have made a uh, more of uh, an important story beat to have her have that same physical relationship with kang yeah because they were down there like they actually seemed like they had something in common
4: they started and giving when... lover vibes by that fire yeah. yeah. And then they yeah, were like, they you know were what? Together
2: Just alone. Kidding. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like a weekend thing, like, Oh, I fixed your ship. All right, cool. See you later. Right. No, they were right. there for a, a while.
1: Long time. Yeah, like he it, the way that they were talking. The way that they were talking, like it sounded like she was gonna bring him home and try explaining it to Hank. Like, well he, he now lives with us. Like it yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. We saw we saw like in the beginning when it before it even started, we see him crash land and then them together. Like he's the first face that she saw or she's the first face that he saw. Like, I don't know.
2: And they they made it a point to like show that it was a flashback because her hair is not nearly as white. Um, Mm -hmm. And you can tell that it's, you know, she'd been there for a while, Mm -hmm. but Mm
3: -hmm. yeah, you
2: know, yeah. I, I feel like completely scrapped Bill Murray's character. You could have had anyone else do do that role. You could have had a giant CG guy who was like, "Oh yeah, this is my buddy. Oh no, you betrayed me! How dare you!" Oh, the um,
1: broccoli guy could have done it. Yeah, the
2: broccoli guy. Any any one of the the people that we meet down in in the uh, in the quantum realm. But I mean, but did yeah. we meet
0: them though? Because it, it felt like they were just there. We didn't really get any type of opportunity to connect with those characters outside of. We're here, some of us look like amoeba that you saw in science class and some of us look <laughs> like aliens and we're all well, here trying to save our lives from Kang like
2: okay, <clears throat> there was that's... no
0: a, there was no opportunity to connect with those characters. So it left me not giving a fuck about their freedom.
2: Well, that was what I was going to say uh, as another like knock on the movie is that it felt like two different movies. Um mm-hmm. We all know, and we've seen in the last two Ant-Man movies, and anytime Ant-Man has popped up in the MCU, that it's more of a, a joking movie, um, mm-hmm. kind of akin to the last two Thor movies. But at times, they can be a little serious, but not like... But at the same time, you have this separate like Civil War rebellion thing going on with them trying to fight back against Kang. That seems like a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie works as two separate movies, but not as one movie, because... Ant-Man the 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 reason it had to be an Ant-Man movie is because we had to find Kang in in the in the microverse as they call it in the comics but to keep it as slapsticky and jokey as it was it doesn't really work when you try to get more serious and yeah. you start to get in the into the more Kang related things so like it doesn't it, no one gave them the note to like make it a little bit more serious but also like this is an ant-man movie find find better times to work in some of the funner jokes like yes i agree uh MODOK could have been a bit more serious and he has his little you know confession moment at the end uh i, I would have preferred Modoc maybe be a you know maybe 20 percent more serious because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. even even when he is you know quote unquote dying i feel like we'll see Modoc again um he's He's very jokey about it, like, oh, I'm an avenger, and like yeah. a, well, like this man is still dying maybe maybe let's not make a joke right now yeah. learn, learn when to put that joke in there, like he could well, have done I mean, it after he died,
0: but it's hard to put a joke in there when Paul Rudd is famously known for being a comedic actor who is great in ensemble comedic cast, so to me, part of the reason that the humor worked, the first two films was because of the cast that they put around him mm. in, uh, in, in like, his little crew that brought they brought their own comedy, and they made him funnier. I think that mm-hmm. when you remove them from this film and you leave him to amoeba Which they people did. and weird aliens... Yeah.
2: Like, we didn't see any of his original crew. Not right, well, right. Technically. Nobody. the. We we didn't get back. Uh, we didn't get Luis back. We didn't. We all knew Ti wasn't coming back. Right. But, right. Um, <laughs> the only one that does come back is David Dashmilon, who doesn't play the same character. He plays the voice of VeB, the uh, the uh, the Microverse person who like is like their Babel fish. Who, who can... is my
1: exactly. standout star? He was fan fast fantastic i love He's him but so. fantastic even. but
0: that but that in and of itself is the problem you took yeah. out all of the other comedic notes and left paul rudd and again random amoeba and fake alien people to try to provide comedy and none of the jokes hit it was dry and i think that's the other well, thing here's the combination here's the
2: thing. you know what would have made this work give give us a five minute intro scene don't even, don't even show us, like, if you wanted to keep the comedic tone but have it be about a serious thing, give us Luis giving his recount of, of Janet in the, micro, in the yeah. microverse and meeting mm-hmm. Kang. Give it, to, give it to us as him doing it like he's done in the past two movies, yeah. and it would have been fucking hilarious. And I would have been way more excited about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, but it, it wasn't has, there. There's a
2: tonal issue.
0: Their family is dry as fuck like mm. the yeah
2: i really didn't they, care about just, Cassie or, they are just they are extra
0: dry yeah. all together and <laughs> i did not care about any of them like they yeah. they could have all died in the quantum realm i wouldn't have given three shits mm. and that's yeah, i, 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 can't die I love i love the first two ant-man movies this one yeah. was just a complete miss for me
1: Janet can't like, die yet because she still got some skeletons in her closet, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. She oh, still absolutely! Feels like, yeah,
0: she completely does not off. come off as this innocent mom who just didn't mm-hmm. tell them about this one thing. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, bitch, you got secrets. It's clear and. I hate your face in this movie. I hate all of you oh, wow. in this movie. Yikes. Like it just was Sorry.
2: Well, there there's also a lot more you. depth to to the characters in the in the microverse that we don't get. Like there's whole mm-hmm. there's warring factions, there's there's royalty, there's things like that. But again, a lot of it is squeezed into an Ant-Man film where you could have had a like Disney Plus show about the microverse leading up to it doesn't have to be an ongoing show but give us like a mini series
1: i was gonna say would it have been better if like we didn't meet those micro people at all like it's just us getting sucked down and like us trying to figure out how to get back and janet like moving away like janet hiding from kang and then the only thing that we really see is us trying to get back but then us dealing with kang no micro people
2: i feel like the microverse thing could have been like from her interaction when when they get the clothes and like the the flying beast, that mm-hmm. could have been all we needed to see about her past in the microverse. Like we know, yeah. oh, okay, you've been here, you know your way around. We don't need to meet this whole freedom fighter crew. Yeah, we know Kang is awful. We know Kang is. You know they could have the the thing, the thing when they're going through and um and. And Hank is like, "Holy shit, that guy's made of broccoli!" Like that could have been our intro to say, "Oh, okay, there's all kinds of people in the microverse." Yeah, um, but we, we don't need to meet them. Yeah, we don't need to meet them because they really make no difference to the to the plot. Like, there's some character building for Cassie there when she's like, "Oh my god," you know. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet save uh, the
1: world.
2: Yeah, I, I get to meet Gentora, who you know, also criminally underused.
1: Yeah, I just. Uh, i mean i feel like okay was that that amazon chick because i didn't even get her
2: name yeah i think they only say it like once
1: obviously we're going to go back to the quantum realm like we have to they've Mm. got people there um and if the kang is as big and bad as he says he is we are gonna need some place to stay for a little bit but um i just i don't care about any of these people
2: well, uh, another thing that I was a big knock for me. It ended too happy. Yeah. And I don't mean like I don't mean the 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 birthday party like oh my god is Kang still here. I feel like the movie should have ended when Janet, I'm mean, not Janet, but um Hope Hope and Scott got stuck in the in the quantum room. I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Leave them yep. there." Yep. That gives if you're going to if you're going to make um what's her name? Cassie. 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 If Cassie is going to be our new, you know, cuz clearly they're setting up Young Avengers cuz Cassie mm-hmm. is also a member of the Young Avengers in the comics um, in certain runs. But like let her be with her adoptive grandparents in the on the regular realm mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. have Hope and Scott stay in the quantum room even if it's just for, you know, uh, uh, you know have them pop back up at, in the Avengers movie in you know the Kang dynasty like oh we've been here this is what we've been working on you know that would give you a chance to expand on these people in the microverse uh, but like they got stuck there and then five minutes later it's like oh no I, I I fixed it the door works again come on through guys like I feel like you could have ended you, you couldn't have been as happy we know that they're alive I feel mm-hmm. like it needed to be a downer ending and it's not it's more of a questionable ending
4: uh- I think I understand what you're saying. Like, for it to be the subject matter that it is, there's no gravitas on the situation. It's like there were no stakes. Yeah. So I was yeah. just like, Because, uh, right. again,
2: there's, this isn't like a typical big Marvel movie where, you know, I mean, there's sky beams and big explosions and battles and whatnot. But, like, no one knows any of this happened. It all right. happened in the microverse. And when Scott comes back, she's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm back, guys. You know, I'm back to being the celebrity that I've become since the events of Endgame. No one up top knows about this. Yeah. And I I kind of like that for an Ant-Man movie because the first two Ant-Man movies, they're not like universe ending or world ending things. It's like the second one is, you know, the biggest thing is is Giant Man in San Francisco and them trying to stop Ghost. And the first one is all very small scale. Like the ending of the movie is, is in a child's bedroom. So it makes sense. But at the same time, I feel like at a point you have to give Ant-Man the tragedy that he deserves so this character doesn't just become a joke. And they took that away almost immediately. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to end it here with them stuck there and we'll come back to them in another movie.
0: I mean, I was kind of hoping that Hank would finally, you know, get all abusive when he found out that Um. Janet cheated on him and then we could get that real (laughs) tension in the relationship. No, because it... Originally in, like he is a he's a wife beater.
2: Well, that's only in the he's ultimate
0: Universe. He's a wife beater.
1: Oh. Yeah,
2: Ultimate Universe Sorry. Hank Pym is a drunk and a wife beater.
4: Oh. Okay. And that's they took what pieces, I wanted. That that's real. what I wanted right
3: there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, they took bits and pieces from from the Ultimates, but like at the same time, it, it, that is a completely different story, but like the the, the core, the bones of the Ultimates is what fate is what, you know, Got us phase one of the mcu mm-hmm. so they picked and choose what they needed to which i agree with because hank pym ant-man is a little bit more of a cheesy character if you would have gone with the original and it would have been really distracting to have wife beater hank pym in there if you'd have gone with that version so i like that they just jumped not well, look i
0: wanted to beat his wife in this one so mm. she just everything mm-hmm. about and michelle pfeiffer mm-hmm. on the screen
2: her, aunt, right, and
0: what was that face? What was that face that Hope kept making at every scene when she should have been upset? She had this weird, cringy smile and was, like, looking optim Like... She just made this one face. <laughs> yes! Her face looked constipated the whole movie, and I'm like, you've got the, the king of face acting right there, girl. You couldn't get him to help you flare your nostrils or do something so your face don't look exactly the same in every shot? No? They on-
1: they only had, like, three <sighs> scenes together, so
0: no.
2: Yeah. She was <laughs> terrible. Well,
4: they're innocent. on set at the say, same time. Janet,
2: Janet should have been much better. Like, you're also talking about the woman who played Catwoman, like, Easily one of the, the right. top three cat women.
1: She had a little bit of, but she also had a little bit of work allegedly on that face.
4: Allegedly.
0: So. Oh, is that why her face couldn't move either? Okay, she's got an excuse. What about her her sister, friend, daughter? She right. was worried her about
2: coworker. keeping her job after
0: her after her conversation.
1: Oh about yeah, I,
2: I forgot to mention that, that in the news. Yeah, about her. You know, she was worried that she was going to get fired because she went to a bunch of anti-vax rallies towards the beginning of COVID.
3: Mm-hmm. And she was
2: uh, vocal about it. Mm-hmm. And somebody apparently pulled her to the side. It was like, hey, you want to get carano Because this is how you get carano mm-hmm. Shut your fucking mouth and get back to work.
1: And get vaccinated, you dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. They were like, <laughs> look, a we're, movie. we're
2: going easy. We're mm-hmm. going easy on the little black girl because mm-hmm. she's the lead of the franchise now. And because they had a tragedy. Mm-hmm. You know what a tragedy you'll have? That's Getting right. replaced by another we'll basic like ass white ass. woman. <laughs> They'll move
1: Michelle Pfeiffer in that position, and then make somebody like get somebody else to play um, to her mother.
2: Oh, they'll, they'll get another basic brunette white woman mm-hmm. in there and off. Very hurry.
1: quickly. They're
2: like, they're like oh look I got like 12 in the back That's right now Liv on Tyler. standby you know
1: who it is no it'll be um, <laughs> oh, Lauren... Liv Tyler. it'll be Lauren Graham cause we gotta move her out of mm, um, the, the Mighty Ducks the D- <laughs> D- Mighty Ducks and move she her right some in there
2: like, yep we, she's we, on contract.
1: we...
0: That's exactly... <laughs> when he said basic brunette white woman that is the first person that popped in my mind
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: she's on contract under Disney
2: yep they were like oh yeah we signed you up for 3C Seasons, but we don't need you for that guess what nope. you're gonna take a pay cut you're yep. gonna come in here and you're gonna play the wasp <laughs> yeah get get to work get to costume fitting
1: <laughs> we're, we're we
2: we do not lose schedules here get to no. fucking work yeah. feige said it make it so
1: make it so now i do have a question for papa feige because this is the second movie not as egregious as thor love and thunder but somebody needs to rein in some people with a lot of this slapstick and a lot of this like just rein it in all together.
4: So I have a question. Mr. Feige, but he also just got here. Like this movie was already made and in development when the other dude was here. So technically I don't know if no, we no, can no. throw this Feige, one on
2: him. Feige's Feige has, been here. Feige has been like he's been the architect. Never mind. Of the MCU I'm since talking about one. the other guy. You're thinking the, Bob Iger.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. I, but I, even
2: then, Bob Iger was around for phase one of the yeah. MCU. He didn't leave until like twenty fifteen. I So he's he's been around.
1: People have talked about how rigid and how you've got to stick to the to to the marvel script but what's going on because these two were stinkies
2: they well here's the here's (laughs) the problem they uh, for a while there everyone was comparing you know dc and marvel Mm -hmm. and the problem with the dc films were that they were too serious and taking the source material too seriously Mm -hmm. and being too like too grown and too uh you know Too dark. What's what's the term that they used a lot? Uh, Like gritty. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they were too gritty. So Marvel for a while was like, oh, okay, we have our seriousness. Let's squeeze in a joke when we can. The problem is now people are like, oh, well, Marvel's the one that does the jokes. Let's do the jokes. Um, They work most of the time. And I feel like certain writers understand where to put the jokes, like James Mm -hmm. Gunn he understands with his his guardians of the galaxy films the jokes never seem forced yeah. they never seem out of place even most recently with the the guardians holiday special which should have just been I love that jokes a minute thing. yeah yeah they the the jokes are there but they but know so when the to take the story seriously and when to engage heart yeah ant-man while not as egregious as thor love and thunder um they didn't do that. They, they're too too relying on the jokes. And while it makes a little bit more sense for Ant-Man, because it's always been more of a comedic series, it, But it you wasn't can tell, funny. Yeah, it wasn't funny. It had comedy. There's yeah. a difference. And this mm-hmm. one, like, you tried to maintain a level of comedy, but also be a very serious beginning to this new era of Marvel that is all about Kang. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just... <sighs> I don't know that I wanted Kang to be introduced here because whenever he was on screen, I was genuinely terrified and genuinely like, we need to figure out what his flaws are and what we can like store in the back of our minds. Because this guy is going to be a fucking problem like all through. But that I don't know. Here's I the thing. Know.
2: I kind of like that he was introduced here um, in not such a huge movie like it is a big movie, but like now no one no one in the main mcu still knows about kang it's just loki and ant-man and most of the people in the mcu yeah most of the people in the mcu don't even know that loki's alive
3: yeah
2: um and for all they know he's in another universe because of the yeah. the end of of the loki show season one um and as far as ant-man ant-man is not a serious character that people take seriously he's you know no one's gonna believe him when he goes oh i went down to the to the microverse and you know i dealt with this guy and he's real bad and he's gone now but like maybe he's not yeah so it it makes a little bit more sense i need him to show up more often like i need him to be in i need him to pop into uh secret invasion i need him to, to pop into another you need movie
0: to pop into everything if they're doing it i right.
2: need him to be i need them to show him working behind the scenes mm-hmm. um and i i I can get into the spoilers and easter eggs if you guys are ready because there's a lot when it comes to Kang in this movie.
1: Yeah. Lo- yeah no. I want to Wait, wait, before we do that, I wanted to ask, do you all think that this Kang is dead?
2: No.
4: Okay. I don't know where yeah. he is, but I don't think so. I don't well, think he's dead. Well, okay. okay. This is where my confusion is. So at the end, the like very last sizzle. No, the first sizzle. There he's mm. like the other three Kangs, so it's like a Egyptian Kang. There's one that's kind of like a like a scientist, and I think there's like another mm. one or whatever. And that
2: I can I can tell you who, who they are because they're all are legit versions uh, variants of variants so of Kang so from excited. the comics. Look at her
4: little face. Okay, well, we're-
2: <laughs> well, you have the Scarlet Centurion. You talk- have okay. uh, <laughs> you have Rama Tut. And you have uh, Immortus Kang. They're all. They're. They're like three of the bigger Kang variants, but they're all versions of Kang.
4: Okay. Well, those three Kang variants are like they're like mad because they they killed him. So is he dead or no? I. Think Why they would they, they say he's dead down. if he's not really dead? No.
2: The the okay. And when you see the when they zoom out and they show all of the Kangs popping in, mm-hmm. um. Another Easter egg, the way that they pop in, Mm -hmm. if you didn't notice, it's exactly the same way that Reed Richards pops in in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And this is because he is a he is a a descendant of Reed Richards and he has all of the technology in his family. So they all use these these um, I forget what they're called, but they're basically Reed Richards teleporters. Um, And what you're seeing there is the Council of Kangs. Uh, in other versions, there's just as many variants of Kang. There are variants of Reed Richards. They also have the Council of Reeds. So there's there's hundreds of them. But depending on your version of Kang, they only know that, you know, like I said, they're everywhere throughout the multiverse. They know that that one is gone. They don't know that he is dead. They just know that he is gone. Okay. So Kang has died. And that version of Kang has died multiple times only to pop up later as someone else and it is later revealed that it is a variant of Kang. So never never consider Kang dead.
1: Okay. I didn't con- I mean I didn't consider him dead with like sucking him in, but also during his little walkabout, like Scott started seeing like vibrant greens and vibrant purples everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and that that's a fun little Easter egg too, like just to someone, you know, messing around with the the color schemes.
4: So do you want to do the Easter egg portion of our of our podcast? Yeah, uh, so well, let's we didn't
2: do it. I was okay. Maria basically said what she didn't like, so I, I didn't want to know. I the whole fucking
4: movie.
0: Mm. No no no, let okay. me just put it out there. Okay. I didn't like the whole fucking Crime. movie. This okay. the the script <laughs> was <laughs> choppy. The the family was dry as fuck and no one... I They gave me no reason to care about them. They gave me even less reason to care about the little Quantum Realm people. Um, there were lots of pretty colors on the screen. But also making the Quantum Realm look like a weird... Like Neil deGrasse Tyson documentary breakdown of the insides of a person. is just kind of like meh. I, I just... I think I so I and I was I was telling this to my husband on the way back. I felt like they tried to do what Guardians, what James Gunn did with Guardians and using all of the colors in a way that made you feel really connected with the place. Um, and it worked for me in Guardians, it didn't work as well for me in this because it just felt like you know what it felt like? It felt like live action Osmosis Jones. That's what it felt like to me. I love uh, that's what I thought
1: Osmosis it would be, Jones. and I was excited for that because I love Osmosis Jones.
0: Same. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I right. also love Osmosis Jones,
1: but but it wasn't right.
0: <laughs> but it wasn't right. It was it was Ant Man and the Wasp, and you know, I, again, I think that I go into an Ant Man and the Wasp movie expecting it to be pretty funny. Um, it wasn't funny, and so it missed the The times that they attempted comedy were misses for me, and then, as you guys already said, they didn't deal with the gravitas that they should have when dealing with Kane, so yeah, overall i there was a whole lot about this movie I did not like, so there now I've spoken my piece, Eric, sorry,
2: Okay. um I also didn't enjoy that we only got Jimmy Woo for a hot second and he didn't get any lines. We saw, him, he was, yeah, yeah.
1: Courtney had questions. I too had questions. But Felt
2: like a waste of Randall Park.
1: Truly, yeah.
0: It maybe was. we'll see him in the Marvels.
1: Yeah. It was
2: it was nice to know that they still hang out though.
1: They live in the same city, of course they're going to hang out.
2: Well, I mean he's he's a he's a, an agent, so he's always you know he's all travel, over the place. Right? Yeah.
0: Well, he um, found time to travel to dinner with Ant Man. So good, did. good for him, and see some close up magic. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, there's a couple of other variants in the, uh, in the Council of Kangs that you, it's one of those things that once it comes out on like Disney plus, I will have to put it in like gigantic 4k and pause it <laughs> because there's so many variants there. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scroll variant. There's a lizard variant. He's my favorite. Um, He's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, is another blink and you miss it thing. There is a variant, the, uh, Mr. Griffin, is one of the variants there and you may not notice him. He's just a man in a suit. He's basically just Jonathan Majors in a suit. Fancy, but uh, Mister Mr., Mr. Griffin is one of the people that is the Kang variant that exists in the 21st century in the MCU current and in the comics in the 616 universe who runs... Uh, it, it's funny when you look at the spelling but like when you read it in the comics you're not putting two and two together. He runs Kang Enterprises but it's spelled Q-E-N-G. So... <laughs> Keep an eye out in future MCU things in, like, movies and TV shows. Keep an eye out for, like, the word Kang, spelled like that. Q U Q E N G on, like, buildings and things like that. Um, I feel like, you know, and, and it's, a, it's been around already as well. If you watch uh, the last episode of Loki, you see the building floating around in the, uh, you know, when they go to the, the void at the end of time. It's one of the things mm-hmm. that's out there. It's another, thing, another good reason to go back and watch Loki again because it's just a good show. Um, yeah, they, we saw the sacred timeline um, and we saw the version from Loki, which I thought was a very good touch. Because at, at a point, you have to start keeping these things together mm-hmm. because now you're jumping into time and universes and things like that. Um, we, we hear the word incursions a lot, which we haven't heard since the end of Doctor Strange. And like I said, incursions are going to be a big thing in this coming phase. Everyone's going to be jumping from universes. I feel like if done right, maybe we'll finally get uh, America Chavez, like, being utilized as a good character and not just kind of uh, not the short round of that last Doctor Who Doctor Strange movie.
1: Your brother was so upset with her as well. <laughs> he was very upset with her. He's like, yeah. I want the one that's, you know, all buff and Got the
0: and hair
1: and yeah, like, mm-hmm. where's my curly hair? It's like, well, baby, I think she just really has straight hair. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. But she's at the Carmatage, So maybe, you know, maybe, maybe she's learning. Yeah.
0: Maybe she'll get a roller set and get some May- volume Well, the, the one
1: black lady that was there is dead. So Sarah's Sarah's gone. So maybe not.
0: Oh, fuck.
2: um
1: that has been hair talk (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. that well that that other character yeah um i forget her name but that's another one from doctor strange that i felt like was an empty storyline that they maybe cut for time
1: i told you her name baby her name's sarah i have her funko
2: yeah but did you know that her and wong are apparently a thing in that do you
1: think i have her fucking funko yeah. Oh. She is an <laughs> underutilized <laughs> black woman. Oh. Yes, I do know her situation.
2: Yeah. Um expect more connections to the Loki series including um we'll see uh Ravona Renslayer again because she is also depending on which timeline she is the daughter of a king that helped stop Lo, uh stop um Kang in a different timeline. Um Expect to see more of Rama Tut. It, it, another fun thing about Rama Tut: Rama Tut um, ran Egypt, which was a, a Kang variant, but he was displaced by Apocalypse uh, of the X Men, uh, aka En Sabanur.
1: Maria's dogs didn't like that, Mm-mm. so I yeah. don't know. Like, that's anything old. That you that's said. old beef. That's old beef. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah,
4: you know,
0: you got them started.
2: The, yeah, the, the dogs don't like Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we see him again later, but. In the comics, yeah, he's he's ousted by him and uh, Khonshu from Moon Knight.
1: Oh, we can't have a well. Wouldn't it be?
4: Yeah, think about that. Like, (laughs) funny if. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: Yeah, some of the other ones that we see, uh, we see Victor Timely, who is the gentleman that shows up. The the version of Jonathan Majors in the Loki Stinger at the end. Uh, Victor Timely is uh, he's an inventor. And he is the uh, the founder of the city of Timely, Wisconsin, and he looks first like He mayor. plays
1: no fucking games.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. There's going to be some fun ones. Uh, I'm trying not to spoil anything because there's there's a bunch of other th- like that one takes place in the 20s, um, and Kang essentially does what um, what Kingo in the Eternals does, where like he takes over the role as his father every couple of decades because he doesn't age.
1: I love that for him.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I already mentioned the Scarlet Centurion uh, who later also the, the title of Scarlet Centurion and a lot of the Kang um, variants are later taken on by Nathaniel Richards, who is Reed Richards son, his, his direct son, who is also a mutant. Um, who is a mutant who has the power to v- recreate realities and shape reality to his will? So, if they're doing the version of Secret Wars that everyone is claiming they are, which is the uh, the, the Jason Aaron version, uh, expect to see Nathaniel Richards pop up pretty soon after we're introduced to the Fantastic Four. And I believe we're going to get the Fantastic Four, but we're not going to get the the brand you know brand spanking new Fantastic Four. I feel like we're going to get. A Fantastic Four that has always existed, but have been hiding in another universe, and they'll come in when needed. Mm. Kind of like how they end up at the end of of um, of Secret Wars, where they're rebuilding reality with the Molecule Man and rebuilding the multiverse. Which might be over some people's heads, but um, if you want a really good read, read the I think it's 2016 Secret Wars. That's what they're basing the Secret Wars that's going to end Phase Six on. So, uh yes, uh, we had the Scarlet Centurion, not to be confused with the Silver Centurion, which is a uh a, one of the many names that a- uh, Iron Man took on. You even see the serial Silver Centurion armor in Iron Man 2 and again in Iron Man 3, or variants of it. Um yeah, Ramatut, another version that ends up uh that ends up being a Kang. Uh what was the other one? Immortus. Immortus is, a, is another one. That's the the main one that has the the big headdress. That's like, oh yeah, we we killed him. Um, I'm trying to think, are there any other 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 Easter eggs that I may have missed? Uh, there's the Kang return, which is you know replacing the Thanos will return from the end of uh, Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, Avengers Infinity War. Dun,
3: dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It lots of great easter eggs for a great character that was kind of wasted on a shit movie. That's that's how I kind of see this all put together because the movie itself was incredibly blah. It it wasn't terrible. I don't think it was I don't think it was love and thunder, but it is it wasn't it wasn't great or even good. It was just there. It's a thing.
2: No, I mean the 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 main consensus that I've seen from people who are you know, again, we are, what, 30 movies, almost 30 movies into the that's MCU. The, the main thing that I've seen people is that it's fine. That's, that's the main word I've been, I've been heard. Like, it's fine. It's not great. It's not awful. It's just fine. Which I wanted to be a little bit better than fine because I think Kang deserves a bigger yeah. jumping off point.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And they set it up really perfect for, um, during like Loki. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and again, they set it up at the end here, but you have to get through this just okay movie. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, with that, I think it's, let's, it's time. Let's, let's give it some stars ratings, uh scale of one to five. Eric, where do you put it?
2: Uh, I'm giving it a extremely solid, um, not, not anything extra. No half points or anything. Just a solid three.
0: Mm, all right. Courtney, what about you? Two five.
1: Manira? I, too, am giving it a three.
2: Yeah. Three Three is just like, it's fine. It's, mm-hmm. Three is middle of the road.
1: Because mm-hmm. I like yeah, things. I, I feel like they could have done more with it.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm going to go with Courtney. I'm giving it a two five. I don't even think it was fine. I think it was passable, which isn't even fine. Um, it just... I kept waiting for it to be over. And I've... Like, even when I saw Love and Thunder, I was waiting for it to get better, not be over. With this, I was just like, this is what it is, and it's not going to get better. And... Let's just hope it ends. So I yeah, was 2. I was 5 the for me.
1: opposite for Love and Thunder. I was waiting for that to get over because those those screaming goats that oh god got on my Like once was enough. Two, you've overstayed your welcome. Three, I'm having goat for dinner. So no, Mm-mm. I've got a half. But with this, I kept thinking it getting better. I got
4: a half a point for the sizzles, one point for Jonathan Majors, and another point for William Harper. And and that's really it. I just feel like we could have sent this to Disney Plus. Personally, mm-hmm. that's definitely
2: yep. not Disney Plus. The the budget for this is way too big for a Disney Plus show. No, or no,
0: the- no I and get they should have made you're it right. better. The budget the fuck? is
4: fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: no, there there definitely needs to be not a reckoning, but they they need to in one of these like creative workshops that they do. Um, where they mostly they come together over like a week and they bring in all the writers and the directors and they say like, this is the timeline. This, this is solid. These things you can change a little bit. These things you can have fun with. They need to do that with the writers to establish a more solid tone going forward. Because I feel like the main issue with some of the the more recent Marvel films has been tone. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you need to establish, like, if, if your character is going to be a funnier character, you need to get to the funny, but also know when to, like, step it up emotionally. So that, you know, you have something that, like, again, not to go back to James Gunn, and I'm extremely excited of him taking over the DC universe, because maybe he'll bring some of what he brought to Guardians of the Galaxy there. Um, he is a great master of tone.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You, you know when to be funny, you know when to lay on the slapstick, but you also know when... Like, things need to get serious. And that, that doesn't seem to be the case lately at Marvel. And I, I know that there's dozens of writers working on dozens of projects all the time. So, like, maybe they need to get someone together and be like, yeah, these are the beats that you need to hit in your stories. Um, which can be good or bad, because I know that's another reason why people like uh, Edgar Wright left the original Ant-Man. Because he didn't like to be told how to tell his story.
1: Well, I like the first one. Like, the first Ant-Man is I love solid. the first it's Ant-Man.
2: It's still the yeah. best one. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't know how much of Edgar Wright's story actually made it into... Like, because even if you watch the original Ant-Man, the way that it's filmed, like, story-wise and, and, and in order and things like that. Yeah, yeah it's it feels very reminiscent of Edgar Wright's style. But we don't mm-hmm. know how much of his script and how much of his, like, pre-production made it into that. Because if you watch part one and two back-to-back, they don't seem like the same movie. No. You know what I mean? Or even the same creative team.
1: But I wasn't Not there to say for the two all is those bad. Other things. Yeah, I was there yeah. for Ghost, and that's that's pretty much it. Because, again, I didn't yeah. know Janet, so.
2: Yeah. Like I said, there just needs to be something of a, a you know, a, a lockdown. Like, Feige needs to get everybody in a room and be like, what the fuck, guys?
1: Yeah.
2: People people aren't, aren't losing their shit over our movies anymore. And, and, you know, they lost their shit over Black Panther, but there were extenuating circumstances with that. And, and if we can get just, everything right. back to being on Black Panther level. Cause even Black Panther, there was a few moments of like comedy that didn't really work, right. but you gave it a pass. Cause you're still sad.
1: I feel like with Black Panther and listening to like the podcast of how they did it and what Ryan went through to do this movie, like he still has a passion for the Black Panther for Sherry, for all of them, and for Chadwick. I don't yeah. know that there's a passion for... I mean, I guess everyone has a not passion for horror, that. but... Right, I need people that, like, love yeah. James, the character. James
2: Gunn has a passion, passion. for the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. And you and can I feel tell. Like, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to hit emotionally, where if you've seen, the, especially the most recent trailer... Um, I don't know which trailer they played before your version, Maria. We saw the first trailer, not the second one, which is even, like, harder hitting. Yeah. I feel like they're going to nail that tone, which is great, but it's bad for MCU because James Gunn is gone after this. And several of the people mm-hmm. involved in Guardians of the Galaxy, including Batista, they're straight up gone. They're not coming back. So, but is
1: it... well? I mean cuz I've always thought well I always thought that we were only doing two two movies and done but like I think three movies and done are good. I don't
2: That's how it was I supposed to be when they fired him the first time and then they were like oh shit we fucked up and brought him back. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't know that I don't know that it's a bad thing. I just think they need to instead of following the motto of let's put some slapstick in here. Let's be funny. Let's get somebody that knows the character that loves the character that eats and breathes the character. Well, not a, not a,
2: not a bad thing that like James Gunn is gone, but James Gunn and certain writers and directors are those people that like, when they do something very well, it forces everyone else to evolve to that next level like them because things Mm -hmm. can stay stagnant and just okay. But then you have someone like James Gunn who came in with Guardians of the Galaxy who was, before the movie, relatively unknown. Like, I I could have asked any of you three, like, hey, do you know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are? Do you know who Star Lord and Groot? Like, most people could have maybe picked out Rocket Raccoon or Groot because they're the popular ones. But, like, Mm -hmm. no one knew who the fuck Gamora was before Guardians of the Galaxy. And now they're household names. So, like, Mm -hmm. the Guardians of the Galaxy forced everyone else to step their shit up to be on the same level. And, it worked you got other things like you got the russo brothers coming in to do the you know um to do winter soldier and things like that but all of that want, happened but in they phase missed. two they
1: wanted to do that though they liked yeah. captain so
2: phase phase two is a standout phase
1: yeah but it's because people and, had passion and they wanted to do those characters
2: yeah now it, it phase four Phase, uh, phase four kind of felt like a rebuilding year, rebuilding phase, which is great. But at the same time, there were a couple of misses in there as well. Phase five, it needs to get back to like, hey, this is the story we're telling. But also, we can't get comfortable. I feel like right yeah. now they're comfortable because everyone knows that when a new MCU movie comes out, everyone and their mother's going to go see it. Uh, and it you can't do that anymore. And if that takes cutting out some projects or bringing back some people and paying some people who wrote or directed things that were big budget movies, like bring back the Russo Brothers. Their, yes. their solo stuff, it ain't hitting yep. the same way. And, and they and want you look to at the, be here. Yeah. If you look at the Russo Brothers resume, um, it's hilarious when I watch things like Community. Um, they wrote and directed so many episodes of Community yeah. and uh, you know a lot of comedies. And then you see them slowly making this move into, like, action and drama. And you're like, oh, shit, they know how to make ensemble cast work. Yeah. Same thing with James Gunn. So we need more of those people.
1: You said you would cut something out. Like, what? I know what I would cut out of phase four, phase five.
2: Five.
1: Yeah, I know what I would cut out, but what would you cut out?
2: Well, what would you cut out?
1: Thunderbolts. I don't think we need it.
2: I wouldn't say cut it out. I would say make it a show and not a movie.
1: Yeah. 110 um, Because
2: Because it's one of the things that I have liked about the MCU over like the DCU where they don't kill off the villains. So you have all these great characters and there's so many other characters and so many other stories to tell based around those characters. But like I, I feel like it would work better as a show so that each character has a chance to – To say where they've been since the last time we saw them and like, are they somewhat good now? Like, I want to know more about what happened to Ghost after the last Ant-Man. I want to know more about what happened to Taskmaster after, you know, she was revealed to be the daughter and that she's no longer brainwashed. Like, I want to know more about the the, the Black Widows. Who's Uh, doing that? I don't remember who's directing it, but I I can't remember. I, I just know that it's happening. So, yeah, I wouldn't cut that out. To just change it.
1: Mm. I Yeah, I could see turning it into a television show.
2: Yeah. Uh, because right now, well, I, and I think they may have changed it around. And now the end of Phase 5 is either going to be Thunderbolts or Blade. Because I think Blade got uh, pushed back. Also, not going to lie, I kind of would like to see Blade more as a show. I feel like Mahershala Ali is the type of actor um, that could could really elevate Benefit that.
1: from a show? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he and did elevate like, it like Luke Cage. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he, he made Luke Cage great. And yeah. that's a, that's the thing. It's not like a lot of people have bad memories of the Blade TV show that went to Spike TV starring Sticky Fingers. Um, the less we say about that, the better. But I feel like someone like Mahershala Ali could really like sink his teeth, no pun intended, into that show.
1: Yeah, because he so. has a he has he came to Marvel and said, "Hey, I want to do Blade. Let's do it." I feel yeah.
2: And they were no. like, "You're an Oscar winner. Bet whatever you want to
1: do." Of course, you would want to. Of course, we would want to do that with you. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Here's the
2: thing. You know. You know what I would cut that what I don't feel you? like we need. I would cut Captain America: New World Order.
1: I completely forgot that was even a thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm interested in more of Anthony Mackey's Captain America, and I'm definitely interested in Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross and the the you know, if maybe that leads into him becoming the Red Hulk. But I like unless they come out with a sizzle reel and I'm like, oh, shit, I was completely wrong. Sorry, Feige, please, please do not hurt me. Don't don't you know, but I, I feel like that's if if we learned anything from a fourth thor movie is that maybe you should you know lock that character down at 3 even though it's a different thing here because it's a new person taking on the same role so maybe it it counts as a new trilogy but um it's already hard enough for him to step into the captain america role after chris evans
1: if he's not giving me more about isaiah i don't want it
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, Isaiah's grandson is the the rumor on the street is he's going to be another one of the young Avengers because he he is Patriot in the comics.
1: Yeah, I need more Isaiah and I need like I it's a bad taste in my mouth with the Thunderbolts that Bucky is now going to be a part of the Thunderbolts when I thought we were fine. Uh, Yeah. After he had
2: so much growth and development in Captain America and the Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
2: Yeah. Well again again. That's all my Easter eggs, that's all I got to say about that. So all
0: right.
2: again, it's just fine. Guys, and it's a it,
0: solid two point seven five from our opinion. So do with that it's, what it's,
2: you will. It's just fine. And again, this is the last thing that I'll say. It's just fine, but I feel like the general public is is turning the corner on just fine being acceptable. You know what I mean?
1: And yes. they should
2: because it's not the first stinker that Marvel has put out, you know, a lot of people will immediately reference, you know, Thor the Dark World, but they bounced back from that. They learned from that. Mm-hmm. But lately it seems like just fine is just getting by.
4: Mhm. What frustrates me is that the TV shows are so good that I just feel like I don't understand why why the TV show is better if you're su- allegedly spending all of this all so much more money on the movies. Just saying.
1: Cause the people that are doing the television shows care about those well, characters. Call those people
4: and tell them to do some movies. Well, Damn it.
2: It's, it's harder. Like a lot of Marvel stuff has become like a committee thing. We're like, yes. Whereas with the shows, it's like, this is your showrunner, This is your show writer, or this is your team of writers. This is where you, this, these are the things that you have to do. These are the, the milestones you have to hit. These are the things that you can play around with and you can do it in between six and 10 episodes or less. Whereas at the movies, it's like, you got two and a half hours, if it's really important, you got two hours and 40 minutes, it, it better be locking down some big shit if we're going to give you the three hours we gave Endgame. So, some stuff has to go, some stuff has to be put in, some stuff has to be run through editors, and then run through test audiences, and things like that. It's less flexible about the movies. Even though the movies influence the shows, the shows don't always influence the movies as much, Thankfully, they're they're getting a little bit better with that because obviously uh, WandaVision influenced Doctor Strange and uh, Loki influenced this. But the influence of those two things don't directly, you know, equal the quality of the movies, as we learned in Doctor Strange and we learned in this.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, y'all. Maria? We're over it. <laughs> it was not. Yeah, that's that's all I was going to say. We're over it. It was a thing that we did. <clears throat> I'm very, very hopeful that, um, well, number one, when the Loki show comes back, it's going to be great. And that they will find a way to impress us with the next one, because I just don't feel, I think, Eric, you hit the nail on the head. This was fine, but I'm, I know that I, as a Marvel fan, am at, at a point where fine is not enough. I need it to be good, because there's other stuff out there that I could be spending my time, energy, and money on, so... Get your yeah, as they the
2: fine fine will will very soon become diminishing returns.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, exactly. All right, well, guys, before we wrap, a little bit of production news uh, on Cup and Saucer. Eric's going to be bringing the group's coverage of Hulu's extraordinary to a close by recapping episodes seven and eight, and then next week on here, we're you know. We're going to talk about something, and, and we're sure that you guys have had this conversation privately. I know we've had it mm-hmm. ourselves, but can you separate a controversial artist from their art? Should you even have to? Those are some of the questions that we're going to be discussing and talking about on the next episode. So if you have some thoughts of your own, we would love for you to share them with us. And you can do that by emailing us at podcast at gmail.com. Or you can drop us a message on our Facebook page, which is Concentrated Podcast. Or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram and send us a message through there. Our handle on both is at Concentrated Pod. So that's it for this week, guys. We will talk to you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye. Peace.